Hello and welcome to, uh, to another episode of the Abundantly Successful Show, the show for conscious entrepreneurs who have that deep desire to turn their passion into a successful thriving business, all while making a huge impact in the world. I'm your host, Kay Sanders, known as the, uh, the creator of possibilities. And today our topic is a very, very important topic for us entrepreneurs, which is avoiding burnout. I mean, that's like most, most of our most entrepreneurs challenge is we often get burned out. So our guest expert today is Jennifer Robinson. She is the creator of the P uh, Peaceful Living Wellness brand. So she's going to tell us all about how we busy entrepreneurs who love what we do can avoid burnout. So with that said, let me introduce you to Jennifer. Hello, Jennifer. Thanks for being here. Hi, Kay. Thank you so much for having me on. It's definitely great to, to have you. Now, before we dive into the topic, why don't you share with us a little bit of like who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do? Okay, so I am uh, the creator of a wellness brand called Peaceful Living Wellness. And underneath that brand, I do everything from individual to group coaching. I create different courses. Um, I'm a blogger, a vlogger, and a public speaker. So all of that together can actually add up to a lot that can lead to burnout. So I have been particularly focusing lately on working with my fellow entrepreneurs because I have so many dear friends who are entrepreneurs and I have watched us all struggle with our schedules and struggle with the idea that we have to do, 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 be on all the time and that our businesses are on our shoulders. Yeah. And by doing, having that mindset that our businesses are on our shoulders, that often leads us to hurt ourselves in the long run by doing too much. So how did I get into this? Well, I am a former academic. I was a lecturer at the University of California, Irvine, which is a very big university. And I ended up getting into severe burnout, trying to juggle an academic career and having two young children. So I had to really dig down deep and do some self-exploration and use the mindfulness techniques that I had been healing myself with for many years in order to decide that I needed to do something different. So that's how I got into what I'm doing. I had to take a big courageous leap of faith and I had to stop being in a profession that was burning me out. And in order to not overdo it in my new profession, well, that was 10 years ago, but in that new profession, I also have to be careful not to burn out. Mm -hmm. Now, I love it. And I think it's usually our own experience is what leads us to draw from that to help other people, right? Yes, absolutely. So I tell myself daily that the reason I do what I do, the reason I have been through what I have been through is in order to help others. And that's what keeps me going on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess let's talk, dive a little bit deeper into the topic like burnout. I mean, what usually causes entrepreneurs to really burn out in what they do in their business? Overwork. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> overwork. Um, and the problem with that is that it sounds so simplistic, right? Uh, we work too much. The, the conundrum, if you will, is that we are our own bosses. Mm. We do not have to work ourselves into the ground. 
But a lot of us do it anyway, because we put that pressure on ourselves. Now, the pressure also comes from the almighty dollar, right? That if we are in business for ourselves, the buck stops with us. And so we feel like if we are not working all the time, we are not going to be making enough money. Mm. And nothing could be further from the truth. And so that is why I am trying to educate as many entrepreneurs and actually as many people who are just out there being worker bees as possible about how time management and how giving yourself a break actually helps you to be more proficient and efficient and ultimately make more money. Hmm. Now you mentioned one thing and I mean, I totally agree with you because I mean, if we don't work, we usually don't make money because I mean, we've got to be out there. We've got to do all these different things. And as entrepreneurs, it's not just that we are, let's say you're a coach, I'm a coach. It's not like that we just coach. There's like so many things right. <laughs> as entrepreneurs. I think like how many hats do you actually wear from like sales, marketing? Oh my God, I, I, lost, I lost count. <laughs> right, right. So I, I can see like where it's easy for entrepreneurs to relay, you know, work like so many hours. Cause I see so many people that work like, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 hours a day because they think they just have to. So do you have maybe some tips around like, you know, what can someone do so they won't just work, 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 you know, especially as, as it relates to the money situation. Absolutely. So we're so lucky to live in the era that we live in, that we have so many pieces of technology that can help us. So I really recommend that people find a technology or several different technologies that help them. So if, for example, I have a scheduling service I use. Many of us have appointment setting um, software that we use. Many of us use um, organizational software um, there are all sorts of different, really efficient pieces of technology, whether it's software or apps that can help us. So I'm not going to go into saying, oh, I use this one or that one. I let people decide for themselves. I, I'm not affiliate marketing. Um, test them out. Most of them have free trials. That would be my first step. The second step is to take a good hard look at your schedule. And with my clients, what I do is the first thing we do together is I have them write out on lined paper a day in their life, one hour at a time. And they are like, why do I have to do this? Well, it's because it allows us to take an overview look at our lives and to see how much time we're spending on which activities. And we may find that we are spending too much time on certain parts of our business that we could actually delegate to somebody else. Or we find that we are spending too much time in our lives doing something that is not serving us, that is not serving our business. So, for example, for those of us who are um, working parents, we often get ourselves involved over our heads. I am the classic example of this, that I would volunteer for everything for my kids And I mean, I was a scout leader and a baseball mom, and I organized all the field trips for the Montessori school. (laughs) I created an entire after school program for the Montessori school. And I just love giving back. Well, guess what? I was doing all of that volunteer work instead of building my business. So I had to take a hard look at that. Then when I 
dialed back from that and I started to feel guilty that I hadn't been working on my business, that I had been treating it like a hobby. I did the opposite. I worked, 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 worked all the time. And I was doing everything from the web design to the graphic design to um, marketing, sales, and the coaching. And I had to realize that I'm not good at all of that. (laughs) And like you are a web designer. You're good at that. You design great websites. For me, trying to do my own, they looked like candy stores had exploded. So... These are the types of things that we as entrepreneurs need to learn to delegate. And there are some really easy ways to delegate. You can find virtual assistants. So people who are paid help, you can barter. I'm bartering with a couple of people right now who they need help with their stress and I need help with some business stuff. Um, And you can hire interns. There are local colleges around you most likely who the kids kids, they're young adults, who the young adults are looking for work experience because they need that on their resumes and they're willing to work for you for free. So delegating is really important in order to avoid burnout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely get it. Now, I just kind of want to go back to what you said earlier, because I think it was just like what you just mentioned, like in the flyby, you mentioned like when it comes to the money that we think we need to work because we need to make the money, but you said we actually don't. It's the opposite. So can you maybe talk a little bit about that? Yes, thank you so much for bringing that up again, because I think it is the heart of the matter for what we're talking about. So because I work in this field of wellness. And because I do have a a lot of employee wellness training, this is how it started for me with learning about productivity. I have delved into the research about what actually makes employees the most productive. Now, entrepreneurs, we are our own employees, so to speak. So we are our own bosses and we are our own employees the research still applies to us because they're looking at productivity and what we have found, what the researchers have found is that when you give yourself breaks, when you give yourself brain breaks, that is when you actually work the most proficiently. When you cut yourself off after eight hours in a day and that's eight hours with breaks, that is also how you work the most efficiently. So researchers have found that every hour after eight hours in a day, you actually are working less and less efficiently. You're getting less and less done in the same amount of time. So you might as well rest so that you can put in a good productive eight hours. You might as well give yourself those brain breaks so that you can put in the most focused, clear, brilliant mindset that you have during the time that you are working. So instead of working ourselves into the ground, creating stress that is going to hurt our bodies, stress that is going to affect our minds so that we are not able to focus, so that we are not clear in what we are doing, why not gift ourselves with a little bit of rest instead? I recently read an article in Inc. Magazine that was citing some research I want to say it was done by Stanford University, but don't quote me on that. Mm -hmm. But what they found is that 
the employees who are the most productive actually give themselves an average of 17 minutes of a break for every hour worked (laughs) and they get the most done. When I tell this to people, they're like, no way. (laughs) And yet again and again, we've been doing this research since the, the 1950s actually. And again and again, we find the same results. So that is one of the things that underpins research, that if we do the same research over and over again with many different populations and we keep finding the same thing, that makes it more valid and more reliable research. So in other words, you can take my word on this. (laughs) Okay, we will do that. But, you know, I, I can just hear, you know, I can just hear, you know, like people might think like, well, if I take a break every, you know, every hour for 15 minutes, you know, I mean, I can't do that. I can't just gift. And I love that you use the word gift. I can't do that. You know, I'm going to feel guilty or even like if they want to take a day off. Cause I mean, we all oh, yeah. need that. You can't just work like, you know, 80 hours each week without taking a break. Cause eventually your body's going to shut down on you. And I know like, and I've gone through that before when I said, you know what, I'm going to take half a day off or just a day off. And I was sitting there. I'm like, man, I have so much more to do I should get on my computer I should be doing this so I really have to like you know talk myself down like saying you know you need that break you need that break so what can what what can what can entrepreneurs really do when they get that guilt trip like I can't take a time off because I mean I need to make money I need to get clients I need to do all these things so can you maybe do you have some tips around that how not to feel guilty about you know gifting yourself the time to just rest well I think for me because I'm such a research nerd. I just keep going back to the research says I need to take a break. Um, I also like for people to think about it in terms of baby steps. So don't start by taking 17 minutes for every hour you work. Start by taking five minutes for every hour you work. So what does that mean? It means getting up, walking around your house. If you work out of your home, walking around your office, if you work out of an office, it means getting up and doing a few stretches. It means, heck, go into the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it often means playing with my dogs for a few minutes. For me, it often means meditating because if 20 minutes of meditation equals an hour nap, five minutes of meditation can give me the equivalent of a 20 minute nap. And it really does help me to focus. So just give yourself these little things, baby steps. I also often suggest to my clients that they set um, an alarm on their phone or if they have something on their computer for every hour, just a little reminder, ding, 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 time for a break. And the feedback I get is, well, if I'm in the middle of something and I've got the the brain power going, I don't want to stop. So what I have found works is, okay, keep going for 15 minutes, snooze that alarm for 10 or 15, and let that, that creative thought that you're having right then and there finish up. Then take your break and come back. And guess what? Your creativity is not going to leave you. Mm-hmm. Your focus is not going to leave you. It's going to be better. So baby steps, that's where to start. Mm-hmm. Now, you also mentioned meditation, you know, and I, I, I get it. You know, when I first started with meditation, I was like, well, I can't just take five minutes for, for meditation. Like, I can't, you know, keep my mind, you know, to be quiet for that long. Uh, and I really, I really resisted. 
making meditation a part of my daily routine. I mean, now I'm like, I cannot be without my meditation. I do like 20, 30, 40, you know, sometimes even an hour, you know, but you know, I know initially, I mean, do you have some tips on like, how can you really get started with having like a daily routine like that where you do meditation if you've never done any meditation if you feel that meditation is not working or whatever or you can't sit still for more than you know a few minutes do you have some tips around that absolutely i've been a yoga and meditation teacher for um gosh going on 13 years now oh wow and I did not I, know <laughs> if i had a dollar for every person who tells me they can't meditate <laughs> i would be uber rich right now the fact of the matter is if you can breathe, you can meditate. There is a myth out there that says that you have to clear your mind. No, you don't. All you have to do is deep breathe. So one of the easy meditation tips that I talk about, and um, I have a couple blogs on this. You can read that on my blog. Um, it's a counted meditation. It gives your brain something to hook onto. So it's very simple. It's inhale, and exhale, say the word 10. Inhale, exhale, say the word nine. And count down to zero. You can start it at 20, you can start it at 50, wherever you are most comfortable. And that's a really good starting place for people. I have a kajillion of those. So again, just reach out to me and I'll let y'all know, I'm about to start recording five-minute meditations and 10-minute meditations, those will go up on Peaceful Living Wellness's YouTube page, and um, I will be guiding you through those. So that's going to start in two weeks when I get back from my own vacation. Oh, so I think that's a great topic to talk about, you know, since we are talking about burnout. <laughs> yes. So I'm guessing like, I mean, how often should you actually have a have not meditation, have a, like a break as far as like a little vacation, even just like, you know, a short one, two, three day vacation. I mean, how often do you think should entrepreneurs really take that time for a vacation? So for me, what is in my wheelhouse is to take quarterly, what I call mini breaks. So that's a four day um, where I leave on a Friday afternoon. I teach yoga on Friday mornings. So I leave after yoga and I get out of Charleston where I live. Even the Charleston's amazing. I need to get out of Dodge and um, I don't come back until Monday midday. Mm -hmm. So I do that quarterly and then I will take at least one week long or two week long vacation vacation as well. Um, this summer I am taking two. <laughs> because Ooh, oh, I think you're overdoing it here. <laughs> Yeah, um, one of them, my husband surprised me with a trip to Miami in August. So Ooh, I'm not nice. so sure about Miami in August, but okay. It's going to be hot. <laughs> it will be hot. And he says, we live in Charleston. It, we're used to hot. So, I don't think so. Hot. It's really hot in Texas. And I hear a lot of people saying it is hot. <laughs> It is hot. It is. Florida is very hot, but we're going to be in South Beach and we're going to be on the water. So nice. Um, but I am doing uh, what I call a spiritual vacation next week. And I really recommend to people that when they're taking at least one of their vacations, whether it's a mini break or hopefully a longer break, that it be some kind of deeply relaxing experience. 
it does not have to be spiritual. For me, I'm going home. I'm go- going to San Diego. I'm going to um, practice yoga at my favorite yoga studios. I'm going to meditate in the meditation gardens that I love. I'm going to connect with all of my, my heart friends that I just miss desperately. Um, so it is very spiritual. It's going to be very renewing. Sometimes I will go on a yoga retreat. I went on one um, last year up into the mountains of Georgia. Absolutely beautiful. A lot of times people, when they take vacations, they go on what I call adventure trips, which are great, but they're hiking and biking and water skiing and banana boating, and they're just go, 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 go the whole time they're on vacation. And so I really recommend that people take at least one relax and renew vacation each year because they need to just turn it off. And honestly, if you've been working very, very hard for many months, you need at least three days for your brain to start shutting down. And after that, when the brain comes into a more what I call Zen state, but it's just kind of a calmer state with the synapses not firing as fast, then you need at least four days in that state to really rejuvenate and recharge. So if you can give yourself that, again, it's a gift to yourself, but it's also a gift to your business because you will be a better business person. You will be better to your clients. You will be more creative if you're creating a product. Um, You just need that in order to do a better job at what you're doing. And I mean, us as conscious entrepreneurs, I mean, we are connected to, you know, our divine gifts and stuff. And I've noticed like, whenever I just go, 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 I I don't, I'm not connected no more. So I really like that you mentioned that, that spiritual break, because I think it is so important where you really tune into yourself to stay connected, to really, you know, be present. Because I mean, I, I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, sometimes like I'm just so in my head. And that just time flies by and I'm just like doing, doing, doing. And then I realized that at the end of the day, I was like pushing a lot rather than just allowing. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, having that, that even like, I mean, I make it like a daily practice where every day I take that little spiritual break where I really connect with myself. And I've noticed a difference from days when I'm just so busy that I don't even have time to really press a center myself and, you know, be present where my day doesn't really go as smooth as on other days. Like on the days when I'm really connected, when I gave myself that time to really, you know, become one with myself, things just start happening. Opportunities start flowing in, clients start reaching out to me. And it's like, woo, it can be that easy, right? Yeah. And so I really like that. But now let's talk about, you know, those release the, the entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs that are really still within the beginning stages of their business. Let's say they still have the nine to five job. They haven't really made it, you know, to the point where they walked away from their job so they can be full-time entrepreneurs. Do you have some tips around that? Cause I mean, I know when I started, when I was working and building my business, I was working about 80 hours a week, you know? So yeah. do you have some tips around that? How can you really avoid burnout when you still work a full-time job and you haven't really made that leap yet? I think that is one of the hardest stages to be in with my business. It was that beginning stage. And then at the stage where actually I've been in the last year where I'm leveraging 
And so I've cut way back on one-on-one clients and I'm creating courses and writing a book. Um, So those are more stressful times because you don't have as much money flowing in as you do at other times. So for me, what helps is to keep my eye on the prize and to say, okay, I'm doing this because in the future, all of this abundance is going to come. But also remembering that if I burn myself out, the abundance will not come. So patience is my guidance. That's my advice to others, but it's also what I have to give myself a daily reminder of. Patience. So if you are working your nine-to-five job and then you come home and you're putting in another eight hours, you are not going to survive very well. But if you can give yourself some patience and you can say, okay, I'm going to come home, I'm going to take a break after work, I'm going to eat some healthy food, and then I'm going to put in another two to three hours, and that's it, that's where you're going to find that in the long run, you're doing much better than you thought you were going to be. You also don't want to develop the habit of being in that place of working so many hours. Our bodies get addicted to stress because stress creates hormones. Hormones, they have something in our our neurological system called hormone receptors. When our hormone receptors get so conditioned to the stress hormones, they do not want to let that go. It's much like a person who's addicted to a substance. That's about hormone receptors wanting to be hit by the feeling, the hormone, that is fed by the substance. It's the same thing with stress. So if you create a situation for your body that you are becoming addicted to the stress hormones, you are going to have to take some pretty drastic measures to break that addiction. So if you are just starting out or if you are readjusting and leveraging, you need to bear in mind that you do not want to create that stress addiction. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I mean, I get it. Like, and you know, I think like even what you mentioned earlier with, you know, time management, I think when you really just work those two hours, I mean, you can get a whole lot of stuff done if you do the right kind of actions. I know, I mean, like so many people, they, they focus on all the wrong things. Like what you mentioned earlier, you did your own website. You did your, I think you did, right? You like in the beginning. At first I did. The one that is up there now, I, I hired somebody to do. (laughs) (laughs) But you did, you focus all your attention on those little things. And I get like so many people, so many entrepreneurs that I've talked to, they focus all their attention on, I need to get a website up. I need to get business cards. I need to do this, 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 and this, but there's one very vital piece missing, which is make, taking the actions that will, that the income producing actions that will actually get you the clients. So it sounds like that, you know, even, even in two hours, you can really get a whole lot of done that helps you move forward. If you choose the right kind of actions, and then like you mentioned earlier, outsource some of the things that are really not in your area of expertise. And that comes, it comes in play, you know, like me being the, the expert in like, you know, web design, graphic design. I've seen so many entrepreneurs that create their own website because they want to go cheap. They want to do it themselves. And it really can hurt your, 
your business because I mean your your website that's your online profile basically that's your online business card and I mean would you want to work with someone if you go to a website and the website looks really really horrible probably not right yeah. so I think that you know then also creates more stress because people don't want to work with you because your online profile your online visibility is simply not saying hey I'm an expert I can actually help you it looks more like hey this is a great hobby that I'm that I'm dabbling in but I'm really not so serious about that you know so I think you know I like what you said that you know outsource certain things but what can you do like you know if you're in the beginning stages you really don't have a lot of money and how can you really outsource and you know get uh, get others outside help if you don't have the financial resources that's tough. Um, and you have to do it again. This is just my opinion. This is how I had to do it. I did not have financial resources. So I have built my business without any capital investment and it's just piece by piece. So at first I just had a Facebook page as my website. And then as I started to build my clientele, and I started to build my yoga classes. I had some money coming in. So that's when I then hired somebody to do web design for me. Same thing with my business coaches. I am not very good at knowing what the most important things are to focus on in terms of building a business. I come from an academic background. I don't have a business background. I had to learn. So as soon as I had money coming in from some of these more organic sources, and believe me, it wasn't much. I then, I joined a group business coach, um, a business coach who was doing a group. <laughs> I think it's the right way to say it. Yeah, I joined a group business coach. Um, I then, after I finished her seven-month program, um, I joined a mastermind group, which I paid for, but it wasn't as much of an output. Now that I have a little bit more money coming in, I can hire a private business coach, an individual business coach. Um, so I hired somebody here in Charleston who's helping me to figure out how to get in front of the Charleston community because I'm new here. So little by little is how you can do it. There's a, also a lot of business coaches out there who are charging really exorbitant prices. Um, and I'm not, I don't want to say that they're not giving you the quality um, that you're paying for. They very well may be. But I also think that there's a lot of business coaches who are very good at what they're doing and they are not charging $100,000 a year. So, and you can speak to that a little bit more than I can because you're one of those business coaches who you give a lot of quality for what people are paying for. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to, you know, working with a business coach, I mean, I always say, you know, you want to really, sh I don't want to say shop around, but you want to basically audition with the coach to really see, is that really a good fit for me? Because I mean, I've seen so many coaches out there that, offer very little for very much but then i also have seen coaches that offer a whole lot for a somewhat decent price i mean yes i wouldn't necessarily go with someone that only charges like two three hundred dollars a month because 
that would tell me as a coach that their mindset is so limited that they would, they can't write, raise their prices. So, that, but that's a complete different topic. But you really want to find the one that feels good to you. That you, when you have a conversation with that person, that you just know this person can really help you move mountains, can really help you move your business into next level. And like one of the things that I like to lose whenever I look for a coach is I have complimentary session with them. I have strategy session with them to see, first of all, do I like what they say? Do I like, you know, can I connect with them? Because I think as a coach, you have to have that personal relationship with someone and it just has to be a right, right fit. So I think that, I mean, I'm doing maybe a video about this, like one of a solo episode about that, but I think it's like, you definitely need to have a coach that fits your style. So it looks like that you found that one because you needed help for the local, uh, for the local area. So that's a great thing. Now, I mean, earlier, like, you know, throughout the interview, you already mentioned a couple of tips, tricks, strategies that, you know, uh, that the listeners can do to avoid the burnout. Can you maybe just kind of go over them real quick again? So everything is kind of like an all in one little package. So, you know, we know what can we really do on a daily basis or, you know, from time to time or whatever to really avoid burnout. Absolutely. So the first thing is to be your own benevolent boss. You are your boss. Don't be a dictator, be benevolent, be kind to yourself, be supportive of yourself and don't allow yourself to burn out. The second thing is, is look at your time management. And again, if you need to hire a business coach to help you with this, it's worth the investment. So look at your time management and figure out what it is you need to concentrate on first. First things first. That's one of the things I say a lot. What in your business do you need to concentrate on now and what can you concentrate on later so that you are not trying to do everything all at the same time the third thing is delegate and again you don't have to have a lot of money to delegate you can hire people for just like 20 bucks an hour for a couple hours a week off of upwork or fiverr one of the online consultant virtual assistant sites Um, you can barter with people. And actually my business coach here in Charleston, I'm bartering with her. Um, You can hire interns, college students who need the college credit, who need the experience on their resumes. So again, delegate as much as possible. Take breaks. Give yourself the gift of taking breaks. And that is probably the most important thing that I can offer. Now, there is one cautionary tale. Don't take so many breaks that you don't get anything done. (laughs) Yeah, I think we need to add that one. (laughs) Yeah. I have actually never come across an entrepreneur that that is a problem. Not with entrepreneurs. I have seen that with um, people who are working as employees for employers that they don't like their employers very much. Mm Um, but I have not seen that with entrepreneurs. If you tend towards that direction, um, then limit your breaks and schedule them, schedule them in. Or then I think you might also want to look at is what you do really still in alignment with what you, with yourself, with, you know, what you like, what's, what your purpose and all that stuff. Because if you take so many breaks as an entrepreneur, I think that's a good indicator that, Maybe you need to shift your business around. Maybe you need to change things around or really look, take a, a deeper look at how are you doing things. And I know like I actually had you know, a, a situation like that recently where I didn't even enjoy my business no more. 
Oh. You know, so I felt I was kind of going through somewhat of an identity crisis, but it was more so that it was not in alignment. Some of the things that I was doing was simply not, simply not in alignment with what I, what my bigger vision was for my business. So I really took a couple of days off. It was, it was more like a month actually where I really took a step back from my business and really reevaluated. Like, why did I got into this in the first place? What do I want to be? What do I want to be known for? Like, you know, in a, in a few years from now and really reevaluated. And then I really, it hit me that, you know what? I do love my business. I do love what I do. Just let's do some things a little differently. And that's actually when the show kind of came about, the idea for the show came about because I was going through an identity crisis. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? How awesome is that though? Because know, right? you took the, not to be too colloquial, but you took the lemons and you made lemonade. And that's often what we need to do as entrepreneurs mm-hmm. is we need to figure out what, are we good at in our business and how do we use that to monetize rather than all these things we talked about that if we're not good at it, let's hire it out or delegate it, trade it. Yeah. And I I know like oftentimes, you know, some of the things that we should be doing or that we would really benefit from are the exact same thing that we're resisting the most because we're afraid of certain things. Oh yeah. And you know, when you really take a step back and I mean, that's what I like about when you mentioned like taking a break, it also gives you the opportunity to take a, a bird's eye view off your business off, you know, are you still connected with that? And then you can reevaluate because if you're just in it, like so deep in it and you can't really see what's working, what's not working, what's going on. Do I still like this? Am I just doing it for, am I doing this for the right reason or the wrong reason? Right. So it really gives you that, that opportunity to just take a step back and look at everything. And then you, you will realize, or at least for I that was, that's how it was for me. And that's how it's been for a lot of other people that I've known that have gone through that is they really love what they do. It's just, the way things have been may not be the right way no more. And they might need to up level their game to move into the next level. <clears throat> and then when they make the shifts, excuse <laughs> me, make the changes, things start flowing again. And uh, I think that's why those breaks are also so very important. So, you know, thanks for, for sharing that. Now, I mean, as we're coming down, you know, coming to the end of the episode, is there anything else you would like to share? Any last thoughts, any last advice you would like to leave us with? Yes. And that is, something that I have to do on a regular basis and that I encourage other people to do on a regular basis, not just in their businesses, but in their lives. And that is learn to say no. And if you can't say no, find a compromise. So we can get very flooded with opportunity and we want to take every opportunity out there. And that is a recipe for disaster. So be very precise, be very mindful about the opportunities that you are engaging in. So for example, I will sometimes do employee health fairs. And um, I do that because part of my business is employee wellness. But I learned the hard way that I can't do every employee health fair that comes my way. Number one, sometimes the employees are not my target market. And so if there are not employees that I, in that company that I think are going to benefit from my services, I am not going to spend my whole day standing in somebody's conference room or parking lot um, trying to talk to people who are just not interested in peaceful living wellness. So 
sometimes it's also that they want me there for such a long period of time, I cannot afford to take that much time. And so then I will ask the human resources coordinator, can I come from this time to this time and not be there for the whole eight to 10 hours that you want vendors there? And sometimes they say no. And other times they say yes. So that's just one of many ways that you can say no or you can find a compromise. Um, it might be the same thing. You and I, Kay, have been talking about going on podcasts. You don't necessarily want to go on every single podcast. You want to be discerning about these are the people that would benefit the most from what I have to share. Yeah. So don't spend all your time going on a ton of podcasts where the listeners are looking for science and you're talking about marketing. <laughs> and yeah, I'm a fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're, the podcast people are not going to let that happen. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, don't waste your time putting in a proposal. Mm -hmm. So say no when you can. The other thing that, because I work with a lot of mompreneurs, the other thing that I suggest saying no about are all of the kid activities. Because we are in a culture of overscheduling our children. And that is actually something that is detrimental for our children. We think of it as giving them opportunity, but what we're actually giving them is their own form of burnout. So if we can limit them to one activity at a time, that is better for them. It's better for you. If you can not only limit them to one activity at a time, but engage carpools, even better. I know so many mompreneurs that they go to every single soccer or every single baseball practice. And when my son was playing Little League, that was five practices and two games a week. Well, it okay. got to the point where, no, I'm just going to the games. <laughs> and we're carpooling for the practices. Because you just can't do that all the time. So learn to be very discerning in the things you do do. Make sure that they are right there for your ideal clients and about your ideal clients. And that way you can say no to all the rest. So that's my final words. Definitely, you know, definitely beneficial. Yeah, you got to say no, you know, to things that don't serve you or are not in alignment with you. Uh, so thank you so much for, for sharing that. Now, how can, you know, the audience get in, get in touch with you if they would like to learn a little bit more about you, find out more about you, or even maybe read your blog? How can they, how can they find you? So my website is peacefullivingwellness.com, all spelled out, peacefullivingwellness.com. Uh, my Facebook page is Peaceful Living Wellness. My Facebook group, which is a free group, and that I post inspirations and motivations in every single day, and I often do free online workshops in there, is called Empowered Through Peace, and you can find that through my Facebook page. I'm on Instagram as Peace Life Coach. I'm on Twitter as Peace Life Coach. I'm on YouTube as Peaceful Living Wellness. I'm all over the place. Uh, but that's because I have a virtual assistant who helps me with these things. Well, that's great. And I mean, all the links will be with the video. So, you know, you can just click on that. So thank you, you know, for Jennifer, for being here, for, you know, being here, sharing all the great content. I definitely appreciate it. I learned a couple of things too, and just remind me of some things that I need to do more often too. So. <laughs> oh, well, that's great. Cause you and I are so in alignment on our mm -hmm. mindset, Kay, that I figure I'm not giving you much that you don't already know. Well, it's just like, you know, certain reminders, you know, like with the hours and stuff, because like I kind of yeah. sli slipped into being a workaholic. So it was more like, you know, a, a little, you know, nudge like, hey, you know, you take a break. So I appreciate that. <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs>
So like I said, you know, thanks for being here. It was definitely great to have you. And I also want to thank you guys, you know, for tuning in. I mean, we're still at the beginning of this show, only like a few episodes in, but I really appreciate you tuning, you tuning in. Now you can also go to abundantly dash successful.com to look at the show notes, to get all the information, to get the links about, you know, the, the experts and also their gifts that they have. Oh, that's one thing I forgot to admit. I forgot yeah. to ask you. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I was going to remind you. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the scatterbrain here. Uh, do you have a free offer you would like to share? I do. So right now, what is up on the website is my five free tips for peaceful living and it's a beautiful graphically graphic designed printout um, with my top five tips. And then you get um, each of the tips in more detail. Again, printable, beautiful graphic design um, each week after that. But we, my virtual assistant and I, are in the process of putting up some other freebies as well. So we have some gorgeous screensavers that she developed that say, be positive, just breathe, things like that. And um, there is a mindfulness plan that will be up there soon. And um, well, for people who are relocating, I have a relocation guide that goes along with a peaceful relocation class that I offer. So some really great freebies right now, especially for your people, top five tips for peaceful living. And I have found that those five things just really, really work across the board. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And like I said, sorry about that. <laughs> and like I said, okay. the, the link will be also with the video. So, you know, just make sure you go to abundantly-successful.com to get, you know, to read the show notes, to get the links, to get the download. Uh, I mean, you know, to really take advantage of that. And like I said, you know, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, there will be another great episode next week, another amazing expert and also my solo episode. So make sure you don't know, subscribe to my YouTube channel so you will get notified about the, the upcoming episodes. Also check out my blog on K-Center. No, actually it's abundantly-successful.com. So it will take you directly to the blog post. So, you know, make sure you check it out. If you like it, you know, leave a comment below. Let us know what are your practices that you're doing to avoid burnout you know let us know you know communicate with us engage with us you know i'll definitely if you have any questions i will pass it on to jennifer and she will probably take a look at it as well so if you have any questions leave a comment below uh like i said thanks for tuning in and i will see you in the next episode next week of the abundantly successful show